2: You are now
1: listening to the reality is. The, the reality is. If you ain't holla at the club, then you pay too much. If you ain't holla at the club, then you pay too much.
3: But that's what it is. You always say Carlos Spade is If you don't have
4: the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, Sue. So.
2: They know they're not buried material. Exactly. exactly. Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and, and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? That's Deb taking a bitch. Are
3: <laughs>
4: oh, we good to go? Alright Man so again We haven't been doing Any introductions I just say You know you listen To the podcast You know what it is I'm Anthony Roberts Host of the reality Is where F- F- filtering, filtering Becomes extinct And then I also have Artesia my co-host In here as I'd you i like
3: to say my name Artesia Oh
4: Whew. Thank you uh, I think uh, What's his name Isaac Keys Done gave her a little Done hyped you, know hiked you I up you today know. Is not what it is?
3: I've always known I have a great boy. Oh,
4: okay. And we got the homie Jason Ferguson in here from Chicago, yeah, but he in L.A. now. Man, what is it
2: like
3: being out here, bro?
4: Man. Like, you you wanted to come back, because I remember you telling me when you were living in Dallas for a little bit.
2: Yeah, L.A., L.A., outside of the shot, man, L.A. just feels like home for me. Uh, same for the family. Um, we love it out here. Yeah. Obviously, the weather is second to none, but just all of the energy, the creativity, the entrepreneurship, the you know, forward motion. You just feel a certain energy just yeah. being in and around the city. So, um, I love LA.
4: Easy money. I think, I, I've never been to LA. This is my first time being to LA. I think you've been to LA before. Yes, I
3: have. This
4: is my first, I think the last time we came, we were going to San Diego, so we mm-hmm. flew into you LA. to
3: miss our flight. Oh. So we had to fly into LA let and it, drive to San Diego. Let it be known. And that's why when I hit you up and I was like I can't make that drive again. Oh, yeah. that's why I was
2: in it. The train though, the Amtrak yeah. is sweet. Yeah,
4: she was telling me you were saying that. So it's like what a uh, two what is it an hour to get, get down there?
2: Like two forty five, two almost two and a little bit more than two and a half, but. The, the ride is so beautiful like you're going along the coast most of the time so yeah. you like literally looking at the ocean.
4: Man that's what it was when we um, we weren't that close but I know when we were driving down mm-hmm. I was like yo this is kind of dope like in the movies you always just hear people say yeah we're going to hop in the coupe and drive up the coast. Yeah, yeah it was and very simple. So it's like to drive down the coast and drive down to San Diego I was like yo this is dope. Yeah. This is nice. So you're got you you're a family man.
2: Yes sir. You've
4: been a family man for a while. We've been shouting out arena. All day because mm-hmm. of most of these uh, episodes and interviews that we've had, uh, Arena help. helped get these together. Yeah,
2: she's awesome, man. She so, she's honored to do it. She loves you guys and has been a, a proud supporter of the show. That she has. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So you 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 brought another bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. Got a little girl. What's the da- your daughter's name?
2: Her name is Winnie Simone Ferguson. I love it.
4: So That's Winnie, I mean. did you get that from Mandela? Yeah,
2: yeah, I was watching a documentary about Winnie Mandela. Uh, Winnie Rainer was carrying the baby and the name just kept ringing out. I'm like, man, I'm naming my baby girl Winnie.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And how do you, you know it's so funny when you, when, when, black people start to name their children, are you one of those people who take into, uh, do you think about it in advance like, I want her to be able to get a job? yeah you know something you know we have to do that now we may want to name our even if it's not like no hood name as they would say even if it's something like I want to name if I have a son I was like I want to name him a yeah. something that's strong something absolutely. that seems black not something that seems like I'm conforming before my child even gets to create who she is
2: absolutely I think I think you should be cognizant of that like but I don't think you should be bound by that right like regardless of my children's names. I just declare over their lives that they're gonna be prosperous, regardless. Yeah. I don't. I could. They can all have whatever names, but I don't really think about it in, in, in a limiting sense. I think about purpose more. Yeah. I want her to have purpose, and you know, who cares what people think about the name Winnie? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a name that will transcend a job interview or yeah. whatever. It's it's a powerful name, and she's gonna have a, a powerful legacy. Um, so yeah, I just. You just roll with that I just roll with it What is it I mean being a family man bro Like cause how
4: many kids Do you have now
2: I have six children
4: Six You See y'all like old school
2: Ooh. Yeah We got six And we're a blended family So you know we, We've we been uh, We've been parents For a minute yeah. You know my oldest son I had two sons Coming into our marriage My oldest son is 22 My youngest son is 11 And Irena had Our daughter Taylor Um Coming into our marriage She's now 19 Yeah And then together We had three girls Back to back So Four year old A two year old And a newborn Well Two month old Yeah Um, But dude I wouldn't have it Any other way Like We got our squad You know
4: And that's the thing. And that's why, like, you heard me asking Isaac on the last episode of like questions just about dating and Mm -hmm. marriage. Because for me, like, I don't really have anybody to reference to. I don't have a reference point for that. So when I do see, especially black men who have been in a relationship or a marriage Mm -hmm. for an extended period of time, and I know, you know, marriages and relationships aren't easy, but to make, because y'all do make the shit look easy, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always smiling, fun. I know it's not always like that, that, but that support is. I can tell you have that supporting cast.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. We, we're we committed to, to working on it. You know, like, if you were um, a foreman on a construction site, you're gonna have days when the weather just craps on your whole plan of action. Yeah. You know, it just stormed, stormed. you weren't expecting that. Or, you know, people didn't show up, or you came to the site and stuff was stolen. Yeah. Like, it's all types of setbacks that happen along the way. But as a foreman, you still are focused on getting this building done yeah. by the date that it's supposed to, the doors are supposed to be open. And marriage is a lot like that. You got a blueprint and you're following it, understanding that stuff is gonna happen along the way. Yeah. You know, some some people, you know, wanna give up, I'm sure, but when you have your eyes set on like, man, we're building something beautiful. And you drive around cities like Los Angeles, you see all these beautiful structures. You gotta know it took some some time. It took some time and sacrifice to make that happen. And some loss. And some loss. Some loss. So that's just the reality of it, man. But I'm grateful for the woman God connected me with because, you know, while every day isn't easy, the sum total of our experience is very fulfilling. We collectively are growing, but individually we're growing as well. Marriage is like a mirror you will see aspects of yourself that either one you are not able to see by yourself or two you see but you're not able to face by yourself so marriage will put it in your face like not like ah ha ha look at you it's more like hey what do you choose to do about this aspect of you is this what you want do you want to flip it do you want to grow in this area so a lot of times it could be a lot of growing pains. Yeah. But man, when you think about it, you like, yo, you get on my nerves. But thank you, cause you helping me level <laughs> up. Yeah.
4: You know. Well, how do you like? I guess for me, when I think about it too, and I I look at you guys, how do you find time or continuously find time for yourself?
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I
4: mean, I think in order for a relationship to work too, or marriage, you have to be able to have that self time. Yeah. Self awareness, self care. Like, what do you do with a house full of women and your wife? Yeah and yeah
2: (laughs) man you said the word earlier support like we just we read each other we know when we need breaks you guys see me at the juice joint a lot on Monday nights like that's my outlet I I get to just break away and and go listen to some live music I go and get with my people I I perform usually music is my my release you know just going to create I'll go to the coffee shop and write or just stuff like that but um we just try to look out for each other. Like when I know I've been grinding a lot for consecutive days, I literally will walk through the doors, be like, yo, get out of here. Yeah. You've been home with these kids. Like, just, well, I don't care what you do. Just yeah. get out. Go, yeah, go get do something, something to eat. Go mm-hmm. get your nails done. Just get out and do you. Um, sometimes it's even, you know, you ran or book a Booker hotel and just go stay overnight and just have a good night's sleep. Yeah, just a good night's you know? sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Waking up in the middle of the night on you And all that good stuff So we just try to support each other in that And you know um, Stay in stay in tune with what each other needs At any given point in time How is it
4: dating a woman as smart as a Raina? Man she, She's a Yale graduate You can't just tell her anything
2: <laughs> Yeah no you can't, you can't Can't pour the wool over no, her eyes Ain't just. none of that None of that uh, <laughs> Dude it's uh, Like I said man She She inspires me in so many ways Like it's awesome to look up to your wife. Yeah. You know, it's it's really cool to like know that you live with someone who can challenge you to be on your A game, you know, and you know, we don't take ourselves so seriously, so it's not like a pop quiz every day that yeah. <laughs> you know, like you gotta be smart to be in this house. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that but we we just continue to push each other to be our best. But she is brilliant, not just from a book standpoint, academic standpoint, but just the way that her mind the way that she sees things, sometimes she just doesn't see limitations. You know, she, she, you know if there were 10 options she's gonna go for the top option yeah mm-hmm. she's not gonna be like oh let's just go for this for five one. yeah yeah no she's gonna be like which one is number one that's yeah. let's go for that one yeah.
3: that's what she did when she was helping me that's what i was thinking. interviews and that's what and it kind of it inspired me yeah. because i think i came back to you and i talked to you and i was like you know what we can't be afraid to ask for who you who we want to talk to mm-hmm. um because she sent out one email you know copied me on it to connect me with a PR agency and she was like hey is um Harper available, Mm -hmm. and and it just flowed when I read it. When I read it, it just flowed like it was nothing. And for me, sometimes Mm -hmm. I second guess things and I'm like, okay, well, maybe we should go for this person because we really don't have that big of a following, even though we have made a name for ourselves. But when I read it, I was like, you know what, forget all because you know
2: what they be looking for. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So when you talk about her being smart, let me let me make something clear, she doesn't just blindly go for number one, Mm -hmm. yeah, she will understand that person's needs mm-hmm. she would do research she would like study the game first yeah. so when she structures her pitch she already knows like well I'm asking for something but you also are going to get this this and this mm-hmm. which I already understand that you yeah. you're interested in so yeah. that's so you know just just the smarts to establish a win win relationship up front before she asks for anything is is one of the things that I think she's like brilliant at she does mm-hmm. a great job of that
4: yeah, she be putting shit together Because I know when Arteza hit me up She was like, hey, Arena's been helping me out And she was like, yeah She told me about Hill Harper And then Isaac And then
3: uh, uh, Lisa Ray And then, and then Kat Kat Kat. Katrina Jackson
4: Cat Tat And I was like, yo, Cat Tat?
3: Mm-hmm. Huh? What we of talking course. about? Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, what yeah. we talking about? <laughs> of course
4: <laughs> But it wasn't even just about like Her being an attractive woman yeah. It's just about like Everybody, I think, when you look at us and it's like, oh, social media, we got 2,000 some followers, you look at hers, it's like 805,000. Mm-hmm. Right. So you kinda, in the business, you know they may look at it and be like, why would I go on there when I got mm-hmm. 200% more than what they even have?
2: But it's also, so bringing it back full circle to the beginning of our conversation, you have to understand LA. These are regular people who just like us, they're working.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're, these, I mean, a person may happen to have a job Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. puts them on a really big stage but take like when you're off the clock you're just a brother from wherever you're from Mm -hmm. or a sister from wherever you're from and you're here to work you're trying to you're trying to make connections authentic connections Mm -hmm. everybody is human just you know and you you understand that more by being here because you literally could be going to Pick up a salad at a restaurant, and my man, who's on your favorite show, is yeah. Yeah. picking up the same salad. Yeah. You know, yeah. it. This is his neighborhood. Yeah. This is where yeah. he lives, and he, when he wakes up in the morning, and he goes on his daily grind. He's he's starting from the mm-hmm. same vicinity that you may be starting yeah. from, and and that has given me even a heightened respect for people who carry celebrity, mm-hmm. because they have to figure out how they maintain this popular appeal, stay marketable, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, live a regular, everyday life. When you you encounter a fan or someone on the street, to not get all brand new, it's a lot to juggle and balance, but they do it so well, you know, and so, I say all that to say that a lot of times, this big gap that we can perceive Mm -hmm. to be the case, just comparing Instagram followership, mm It doesn't really exist. No. People, people be wanting to make, you know, authentic connections, and you hit you hit somebody up and say, "Hey, this mm-hmm. is who we are." They'll look at it just like you or I would, and yeah. be like, "This looks legit. Let yeah. me see yeah. what's going on."
3: And that's literally what happened. So for me, I was like, "Dang, this was." I think this was the easiest trip. Uh, yeah. To put together as far as interviews, because literally, arena. Made the connection And people responded yeah. Like no problem And then they were like Hey what about this person What about this That's how we ended up With five interviews That's crazy today. And that's yeah. how it goes So whereas normally We're pulling teeth To get one or two <laughs>
4: Mm-hmm. pulling teeth we taking out we get niggas dentures in there <laughs> the it's yeah. not
3: that bad
4: in <laughs> <laughs> Texas sometimes yeah, it yeah, is. It, yeah, that's why I, that's TV. why I like you with you listening to the show that's why we do so many shows by ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. like five or ten in a row and then we'll get a guest in because I'm like I told her I was like I'm tired of trying to prove to people mm-hmm. what we have and what we have to offer and then you'll have somebody like yourself or Isaac Keys or Keandria or or mm-hmm.
3: Because everybody that responded to something like like you said, they looked at it. They were like, oh, that's, that looks dope. Yep. We like what you're doing. We want to be a part of it. Yep.
2: So what I'm taking from all of this conversation is that the reality is needs to migrate to Los Angeles, oh, That's what I
3: told Anthony. Look, he, ahead, look he at it. Look
2: at I mean, like, if you really just do the math, <laughs> listeners out there, I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, that's really what it needs to come. That's what, that's what I told like, him. T- like, t- that was She's, the realization because yeah. like, I always yeah.
3: said I'm not moving until my kids graduate. But, but if he, he has to come out here and do it, then so be it. I
2: mean, every day people are working every mm-hmm. day, yeah. and the population is vast. So, mm-hmm. well, while you may be the dude or the, the girl in Dallas, mm-hmm. you're it's a smaller population of the dude and the girl. Yeah. Right? yeah, but out here it's so many. So people have this they they have a mentality of. If I don't respond to this, somebody else is gonna be sitting in that seat talking about what they're working on. Yeah, they gonna get somebody. Yeah, you know, because everybody's out here working. So why should it not be me? Yeah, I'm gonna go and take this opportunity and talk about what I'm what I'm doing because that's potentially more supporters who yeah. can get eyes on on my work.
4: And it's difficult, man, because I know for me, like with the podcast, I'd be hungry, bro. Yeah, like. We both like she kills it on you know the executive side, and I'm on the content and doing the interviews. And it's a lot of times I look at what we're doing and I look at other people and I'm like they ain't even half as good as we are. Right. And this is not, not to not down bad. anybody else. It's just no, like it's most of the people who we interview or that come into the podcast, they'll be like, oh, I expected this to be like an interview, like a dull, boring. Somebody asking me the same questions. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm i I'd like to do conversational style no. interviews to where just we just you feel like you're sitting in your living room. Chopping it up with me, you can say whatever you want. You can cuss. You can not cuss. You can talk about religion. That's what we want to bring. We want to bring a free flow of authenticity, which is I feel like there's a lack of it. And I always tell her, I feel like if we were in the right demographic or in the right market, mm-hmm. we'd be booming. I mean, I feel like we're already booming. You are
3: booming, you know. But but this is like what four years next yeah. to now booming. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say it's levels, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing I like to say about Chicago. Chicago is a great place to um, to build something. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to construct it, to get it, get the basic framework down, to hone your craft, to understand your lane. But once you do that, it's not the place to make that thing fly per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
2: it's where you sharpen it, you become good at yeah. it. But then there's a time where you have to say, okay, where what market does this need to live in yeah. to reach this next level? And so, for me. Chicago to Los Angeles is a log- logical step because when I'm performing around L.A., yeah. I still feel like Jay Ferg from Chicago. Yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. like the Chicago, the West Side dude who still has that same vibe, right? But it it has much more space to breathe here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that if I was back at the crib, it would be cool. We would have fun. and But it, it's not just the same um Space yeah. to elevate. Yeah. So I would say the same thing. The past four years, the reality is got its core. It yeah. Got, you you established the brand, the, mm-hmm. the 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 feel. You know, the culture is yeah. now established. You take that thing and move it to a place that has mm-hmm. headroom. Yeah. So wrap. And that's why. Yeah. And
4: and it's been so many people that will reach out to us, whether. It's friends or people we don't know, and they'll email us and be like, "Why y'all still in Dallas?" Mm-hmm. And it's tough because for me, I, and she knows, I've applied several times for other jobs yeah. elsewhere, but mm-hmm. it's just not that easy to get a job, especially starting over from you know a different state, coming somewhere else. So my thing, I would have been to move, you know, and 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 hustle and do what I do now, but I just haven't been given the opportunity. But California is one of those places. I tell her, that's really California outside of being in Dallas. I don't know where else I would really want to go outside of like maybe D.C. Like me and her talked about before. I can't do New York. I used to think I could do New York, but I can't do New York.
2: <laughs> you, get, you don't get it. You don't get a time out in New York. <laughs> no. So for here, I felt
4: like I told her, I said D.C. or L.A., but I definitely feel like with L.A. it would be a lot easier because, like you say, people are looking to get themselves out there. They're looking to continuously do something. And then, it's just, like I said, just the power of eventually. I'm willing to interview anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a story, or with uh, that will bring more authenticity or more real life stories and scenarios to the podcast. And you
2: would get a lot of that just from the diversity alone here. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. literally every walk of life is here, and you know people from all over the globe come here. And what I love about LA is you don't have to apologize for being exactly who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just don't. People not looking at you because you got purple hair, yeah. like. Oh, well, you know, it's yeah. you're a human first. And so, people, there's a this is just from my perspective, there is a basic like um, respect for human life yeah. and your right to be the human that you want to be. be. And after that, we can get to know each other. But a lot of times in other places, I, I feel like people want to get to know you after they kind of judge whether or not there's mm-hmm. enough connection. Mm-hmm. Here, I feel yep. like it's the opposite. It's like, <laughs> that was gross. so doubt. So what do you
3: do? Yeah. Instead of, hey, how are you? How
2: are you? Oh, don't even how know your you? name. Yeah, hi, yeah. human being. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Welcome into this space. Yeah. We're, we're here together. Nah. It's not about me sizing you up, you sizing me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're humans. We both getting a cup of coffee. How was your day? What's yeah. going on?
3: So I know you got You on a time clock So before we wrap it up I wanted you to talk About your music And also I see you venturing Into more of the Teaching side Yeah for sure I did
2: see that Yeah so um, My music is 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 definitely evolving I'm super excited About uh, This new music That I'm currently Working on I'm I'm, I'm working on A project right now That I'm titling Woke and Righteous Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think This This season Really Uh, is I I wanna speak about the the needs for us to have balance. It's a lot going on in in the news, a lot going on across the world, affecting social justice, affecting race relations, socioeconomics, the list just goes on. And I found myself almost getting distracted by all of the uh, infractions, you know, Mm -hmm. just getting, like I was more frustrated than not just watching the news. So, so I think, I think it's, it's important, important to be woke, but I think it's important to balance that with we'll remaining righteous, meaning, you know, stand grounded spiritually. Whatever your spiritual views are, if you have one without the other, woke, more woke than righteous or more righteous than woke, <laughs> than woke yeah. you're just not in a good spot. You're not gonna be effective in this, in this season. So the album will be mostly hip-hop, um, but I am gonna be singing some, some more on this album I'm working on it now, I'm hoping to release it at the beginning of 2019, um, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But for now, I've also been just vibing with my LA-based friends, man. There's some amazing musicians yeah. around town, and I always, I would love to shout out the Juice Joint, um, the the collective that gets together on Monday nights at the study in Hollywood. It's, it's something special, Yeah, you know, and you know they if they've embraced me as part of the family, and you know, a lot of times when I have private shows, I will hire the band that usually is playing at the juice joint, Artif yeah. Band, um, which is an acronym for All We Do Is Vibe. And these are just my yeah. brothers from LA, and they're yeah. dope, and we just have a good time. The other uh, collective that's growing now is a sister named Elena Love, who's from Chicago, well she's from Gary, Indiana. But I met her in Chicago years ago. She has since moved out here to LA and she has an event called Cultural Cool, which she does uh, on Friday nights uh, in downtown Inglewood at the Creative House Studios. And um, just little groups like that, that people come together and they're like, no egos. let's just create and vibe and and, and sharpen our crafts. That's what I've been looking for and I love to kind of like gravitate to those types of environments and it's been fun.
4: Yeah. Now, what time you gotta get out of here? We don't want you to get your car towed,
3: man. It's I'm
2: good for another twenty
3: minutes.
4: Yeah. Okay. So you move around a lot. Yeah. One of the biggest things I was thinking when we got ready to do this, because to me this ain't an interview. This is friends catching up. Absolutely. So when you move, I know when you moved this last time, I was like, man. I told, you, I said, this nigga be moving everywhere. <laughs> how is it like? How do you guys like get back into the flow of just being wherever you're at? Because for me, just moving within Dallas, you know, it takes like a month it seems or two months to get back on your feet for things to just streamline. Yeah. But for you to like relocate your family and start over like since i've known you i think you've been in chicago you came to dallas now dallas to la Mm -hmm. like what is that relocation process like for you and how do you guys like get back on track into a new city and i'm asking for myself because i always think some of the fears i've had about moving is relocating and starting all, all over again yeah i've been in dallas 13 years i know but it's been like i've been in dallas for 13 years now so to do it again it would be like whoa Yes. Like coming out here with nobody out here, no friends, no nothing.
2: No, so that's not for me. That's not uncommon. That that's a feeling that that I had. Um, I was, you know, I knew I know Chicago like the back of my hand. That's that's the language I speak. That's the environment that I know how to be successful in. Yeah. So getting me to move from Chicago was tough. Yeah. When we first moved from Chicago to LA in 2013. It was much easier for irena than it was for me, so she was kind of like my support system in taking the plunge. Yeah, because there's so many unknowns. You're moving, to, and as a man, you want to know, like, man, when I hit the ground, I gotta be able to feed myself, my yeah. family. Like, I can't be out here like a, a kid. Yeah, that's true. Learning a new language and everything. You know, like, no, man, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> yeah. feel strong. Yeah. when I get there. So, um, one thing that helps help me is when I I look at um, my experience traveling abroad and. I've been to other nations where I didn't speak the native language, but yeah. I, I survived. You know, I got through. And then that helps me think about the many men and women who move to our country. That's yeah, about the nation. Not and even speaking the language. Yeah, they don't speak the language, but they figure it out. Yeah. So if all these millions of people can do it, who am I to say that I yeah. can't pack up and move to another state? And you at I least know the English. language, yeah. Yeah, I speak English yeah. and I can count American money. Yeah. You know, so with all that being said, it's a faith move, you know. You hit the ground, and you just like, you know, I'm I'm about to be um, comfortable with the uncomfortable, yeah, and just be ready to, you know, figure this thing out as I go. Now, obviously, when you make a move like this, there's some basic things you want to have established because you don't want to be out here homeless, yeah. yeah. But you know, if you have your basic framework, it's just like yo, take the plunge yeah. and, and just really believe that things are gonna stack, you know, stack up in your favor.
4: What advice would you? What you got? Some in your notebook again? You got anything on this notebook? Why I just want to make sure. You, like, the juice joint. I
3: didn't even do any notes for this. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't
4: know. I just wanted to make sure. With you. With, yeah, we
3: that's go. what you get.
4: <laughs> with you being at the juice joint. Yeah. Like, what does it feel? What what feeling do you get like being on stage and like being out there and seeing that? And the reason I say that is because the last event we did, well, one of the events we did for Martin Trivia Live, we were doing like music and you know, we were on the stage singing along to songs that we knew yeah. and like to have the crowd, like energize the crowd with the music that we were putting on yeah. and just being on and everybody cheering you on, like bro, like I felt that and I was like, I see why entertainers like stay in the game or athletes stay in the game this long period of time. So how does the crowd feed you when you're on the stage and you're, you know, how does it feel to look out and people are singing your songs
0: or mm-hmm. they bobbing along with you?
2: And it feels amazing, man. It feels amazing. Imagine having a really good conversation with somebody you just met, mm-hmm. but you're having that same exchange with a hundred, two hundred people. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a connection, and as an artist, one of the things that I desire to have is connection. Yeah. It's not isn't I really I mean, people saying like, "Oh man, he's dope." That's secondary. Yes. The first thing is. Like did we connect? Did you understand what I was saying? Am I reading where you are and what, what your needs are? And Do you so, understand you the know, message of All yeah. of that, man, it's it literally is like it's divine to be able to through music to be able to make those types of connections. Yeah. And you can look, you know, in one person's eyes and you sing a lyric or rap something and they're like, Man, I felt that. Like, yeah. man, you know? And that immediate validation of like, yeah, you you actually spitting that real stuff, you know. So yeah. It's, it feels great, but the environment is everything. Like I said, the juice joint um, is really big on starving the ego and feeding the soul. And they established that as like, this is the mantra that this event is built upon. Yeah. So people who are even coming in there, they take off the judgmental eyes of, does this artist measure up? You yeah. can go to some shows and there's people like, arms folded, meme mug, and waiting for you to prove yourself yeah. to them. Whereas at the Juice joint, for example, it's more like, hey, that's my brother on the stage, let me hear what he got to say. Yeah. So it's already prime for exchange, which as an artist, that's golden. Why do you think
4: it's like that though? The people who just come in there with their their arms folded, waiting, and we experience that too when we do these live shows. Yeah. Like You'll see people out there and it's like, well, if you're not gonna interact or if you're not gonna be, why are you here?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, insecurity. Yeah. people When people feel insecure, it's easiest to just lock up. It's like a turtle go in in the shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a person who is like that, I, just my, I, I'll even just use myself as an example. When I've been like that, yeah. I was afraid. I was insecure. You go to a comedy show, and you're afraid of getting roasted. So what do you do? You pick a, a seat that ain't, you know, yeah. it look like you're not in the firing nah. zone. But when you when you like yo, I came to have a good time. I'll sit in this front row. And he can roast, roast me? me out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a laugh. Yeah, with, I'm a laugh with you. Roast me. Yeah, you know. So it's a it's a spirit that you walk in. It's like man, I'm I'm operating in no fear. Yeah. I'm just I'm free to have some good fun tonight, whether I get roasted or not. <laughs> so
4: how do you stay in that good headspace, man? Like every time we talk, I've never really seeing you I know you've been down before or whatever but, but it's I was like down yesterday you and are and okay <laughs> but it's like you're always in a good headspace it's like so what do you like what are some things that you do to keep yourself I guess sane yeah you know outside of singing do you have any other things that you do to keep yourself like just mentally healthy
2: absolutely man I, first and foremost um I'm a disciple of Christ Jesus um I would tell you straight up like I don't consider myself to be a religious dude like yeah. I'm not you know, big suit wearing church every Sunday type <laughs> person but um, I actually believe that I have oneness with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. which means mm-hmm. that I have studied and I have practiced and continue to practice over the years a process of as the scripture says casting my cares on him because he cares for me and mm-hmm. so in that practice I'm able to be a hundred with myself and yeah. say, yo, I'm really upset right now. Yeah. I feel like cussing or stealing mm-hmm. off somebody right yeah. now. But the big you know, but yeah. <laughs> you know, while I process this, I'm gonna filter it and process it in a way that taps into the spiritual resources that I have. Yeah. And there are for for, for spiritual people there are resources that you have access to that are not of this earth.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: you can choose to tap into them or not. And I've just been that dude that's been willing to give them a shot. Yeah. So I, I literally will say okay, you tell me that I could follow this process and let go of the heaviness that I'm currently feeling. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, as I try it, as I just walk, walk it out, I get perspective and you know, I, I you know I may have shared this phrase with you before. Uh, we, Irina and I, we don't argue. We may have intense yeah, fellowship. Yeah, intense <laughs> fellowship. Yeah. Uh, we named the podcast know, there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we have intense fellowship, and I walk out swollen up in pride, like man, she need to change this and change that. I go through my process, and I you know cuss her out under my breath and do all my <laughs> stuff. But then I come, I come to this place, and the Holy Spirit starts to show me myself in it, like. Yeah. How did you feel when somebody did you just like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, man, look at, look at how you're presenting. So, in that process, I would say that a lot of healing happens, but a lot of learning and growth happens. Mm-hmm. And that humbles me. So, one of the reasons why you will find me in the, the, the headspace is like, I can't, I, I have to stay humble. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like, I'm, you know, I need help on the regular.
1: Yep. You and so. me
4: both. I try to think about religion, like when I hear people talk about religion, my stance is different.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it's a little different because I just feel like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm one of those people where, you know when they, they have the phrase of, they be like, oh he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well why he can't come when I want him? <laughs> right. Like I needed him now. So for me, I, I do believe in a higher power, I do believe in like spirituality and all of that. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do go back and forth about the whole Jesus thing and just the historical context of it yeah. because of the introduction to African Americans as they were brought over here on a slave ship Absolutely. and handed this religion yeah. of how we're supposed to do things. And then I, I read something, it was a Harvard study, and they said that the, the people who are less religious, they're either, I think it was it was like they're rich or they're well educated. Yeah. And they're well educated to start thinking logically. And I always throw this out and I tell people all this, in the Bible you know how they said. um The the world was destroyed by water, a flood. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I think if it was over in like Egypt or wherever that flood happened back in those days, they didn't know nothing about America. So was the world, you know, destroyed by a flood, Mm -hmm. or was it like Katrina in one little area, and while they looked like their world world was ending, was ending, but not the whole world around them as a whole. So it's just those things that I have questions about and. Logically, you start thinking and being like, does this even add up? And I think the reason I question it as much is when you do go to a spiritual guidance counselor or a pastor, they're more so, a lot of them don't really explain it or they don't have the answers to it. So it's one of those go back to just believe God or trust God. And it's like, no, I need some answers, bro.
2: Yeah, And you should, you should demand those answers. So um, uh, my spiritual evolution, I I was raised in the church and I just believed because I was told to believe. Yeah. I hit a point when I was in high school where I was just like, yo, yeah. this is caca. Yeah. Like this doesn't make sense. And I would see certain hypocrisy. I'm like, I know you. Yeah. Like you you singing this song, but I know who you know are who you outside are. of this, this building. Yeah, uh-huh. So I didn't want that from I want it real. Yeah. So I actually spent probably about three or four years heavily seeking and searching and asking all of the questions. One of the places where I landed was the Nation of Islam. Yeah, I looked at the brothers in the Nation. I'm like, they clean, mm-hmm. they take care of themselves and their families. They're stand up, you know, citizens. Mm-hmm. They make money. They they'll hustle, sell bean pies, yeah. start a- selling fish sandwiches, yeah. whatever. They're whatever the case may be. Like that's that's the kind of man I want to be. Yeah. So I started to study with the Nation, mm-hmm. and so I actually had a non-religious but a purely spiritual encounter where I was sincerely asking God to reveal himself to me. Yeah. Not, let me let me look for you in a book, but yeah. like, just in my own prayer time, like, you tell me what's true. You, yeah. And that's when he started to confirm certain things to be true for me, things yeah. that I had heard before. And it was when I got the revelation from him specifically, it wasn't from somebody. It wasn't this book I read, I read plenty of books. Yeah. I was the wokest of the woke. but. <laughs> it was when I started to receive direct revelation where my spiritual eyes were open, and so a lot of the things that you may read in scripture that, that it comes across as like, this doesn't add up. Yeah. How did, did the world like utterly flood and everything exactly. was destroyed? Those types of questions are now processed through the lens of faith as mm-hmm. opposed to fact or fiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's completely diff, diff, uh, a completely different way of reading. Yeah. Um, so the truth of the matter is, the scriptures in that season, like I could read Bible verse after Bible verse and not be able to take much away from it. Like, mm-hmm. right. What is this? Now, on, on reading it through the, the lenses of faith, um, and, and again, this is not something you pick up at, at Target. Like, it, nah. it, it comes through a, a, an encounter with God. Yeah. Reading through the lenses of faith there's there's meaning and revelation underneath the mere words Mm. where you're not even you're not so much hanging on fact or fiction so we can talk more offline about that but i i feel you though i feel you and i understand that and the reason i
4: say that too like i know we got a few more 10 minutes minutes. okay so i think about the like the god power when you said when you say god started to reveal himself to you I know like with the faith they say believe and you know, so on and so forth, but in my mind I was like, is if you pray and you ask for a breakthrough and you're on your knees, I mean we, nobody, some people may have said it, but I don't think you anybody hears God physically be like, hey, do this, 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 and this. So sometimes I'm like, is that God that you're looking or praying to He's in you all along, mm-hmm. It's kind of how, to, how I kind of feel. But I feel like if you meditate and you take that time out to really hone in on what it, the answers that you're really seeking, sometimes I feel like it's just your own inner God power that allows your brain to open up, yeah. and what's, there, what's been there the whole time, you just actually see it now.
2: Yeah, and that, so a religious person will say, like, I'm here, God is down the street or up the street, I need to call him, and then he's gonna send me the breakthrough. A spiritual person operates in God is in me, God is with me. Mm-hmm. And even through, if I'm not on my knees in my closet praying, yeah. I could be driving yeah. and be conversing yeah. with with God and, and asking for instruction. And sometimes it's not words. Yeah. You're just opening your heart and your mind. You turn off the radio and you listen. He listens. And ideas will start flowing. You know when this God. That's what you I was know. About saying, yeah. yeah, they're saying I'm just not cooking up new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually get. This is like a deposit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I never thought about that before. How yeah. did this come in this time and space where I said, "Let me carve out some time to just get some information about my current situation." Yeah. yeah. So you know when you're operating in oneness, which is why I don't even subscribe to stuff like he may not come when you want him, but mm-hmm. where, where is he coming
1: from? Where he coming? <laughs> yeah, he
2: ain't come. He don't gotta come from nowhere. nowhere. He's here. He's here the whole time. He's in me. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people say, you know, I I receive Christ as my Lord and Savior that should have established a marriage. So I was just about gotta, to say that ain't to you, bro, come nowhere.
4: <laughs> that's what my mom said. My mom was talking about how, you know, I know when we were growing up, you know, you, you accept God into your life, like you say, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And my mom used to always say when people backslide why do you have to or when preachers would say you backslide why do you have to go back down the prayer line or talk to the pastor mm-hmm. to get re-saved because if you accept God as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you've already done that. Absolutely. You didn't disown him you just made some mistakes and you need to get yourself together.
1: Yes, will yeah. And keep going. Yeah. There's no, no need
4: to go down and embarrass yourself in front of a whole church and do this all over again yeah. like you've turned your back on God unless you've said I denounce God and Satan is my like Absolutely. This, mm-hmm. Like the archangel, I agree with oh you. You know, it's like oh you are saved. It never changed.
2: That's religion though. That's what religion yeah. will do. It will and have a Many looking. people are afraid. That's why a lot of people don't go to church. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, yo, this is a circus. Yeah. yeah. This is craziness. And a lot of times, and this is just human nature. You get a position of power. You start to pimp that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately there are a lot of pastors and there are a lot of people in positions within church structure yeah. who misuse that. So, yeah. You got to come back through us to get back right with him. That's yeah. crap. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, nah, we I don't, we like don't that. own that. So that again, that's why it's important to to know the difference between a, a health, a spiritually healthy body of believers, yeah. which happen to be called a church, and these religious institutions mm-hmm. that could really be left filled with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and like. We've gone to different churches and low key, like if it smells anything like it leans toward religious yeah. practice, we'll be like, yo, let's bounce. I'm out of This ain't, ain't going to be fruitful for us. Not at you all. Know?
4: At least you know, though. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Man, we appreciate you, man, for coming out again, Jason. Man, I'm, appreciate I may y'all. have to name this intense fellowship part two.
2: Okay, that works.
4: <laughs> but uh, Arteezy, again, thank you for putting this interview together, Jason. Man. Thanks
3: for arena.
2: Yeah, <laughs> shout out to my
3: baby. Arena
4: Every, doing everything, man. Before you go, go, last last question. question. Well, how many minutes we got?
3: We have no minutes No minutes Cause you're gonna <laughs> need The next five To get to his car
4: yeah oh, that that's true that's, that's what women are for own, man, man. So, so Jason man Appreciate you again always. Let them know that's where They can it. find you On social media hey, man, and your website
2: Jason Ferg Music That's Jason F-E-R-G Music Spelled traditionally And then my website Is JasonFerg.com. That's Jason F-E-R-G dot com look forward to connecting
4: Alright man Well you already know This is the reality is You know where to find us at We are gonna cancel We are gonna um, go ahead And read this call to action Real quick
3: Gonna cancel yeah, video.
4: I was about okay. to. I, I literally felt like a pastor. So, but be sure to keep up with all things. The reality is by going to www.therealityis.com Also, follow us at the reality is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to pre- previous podcasts on all streaming platforms. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We do not care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Always remember to exhale, uh, inhale courage to excel success. And if you are in the position to empower or employ someone, please do so, man. Jason, again, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Artesia, thank you. Listeners, we'll talk to you again next week.
1: Peace.
0: News four at four. We're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot, and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at four p.m. on NBC Four.
1: Tonight it's the Voice live rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes, and whose dream ends here? Oh! Watch live and vote to save your fate. The Voice live rounds
0: tonight on NBC.